Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. And welcome to episode five, Toxic Positivity. I wanted this episode to be kind of the last one of 2020, and I think it would be helpful because as we're rounding out this year and people are making New Year's resolutions, I think a lot of people are thinking of, you know, In 2021, I want to choose joy. In 2021, I want to always have positive vibes and good vibes. And I, you know, I want to wake up happy because this year was so hard. And right now I just want good vibes and positivity. And I think to a degree that's really beautiful and lovely and wonderful. And we should all be striving for that kind of joy. But I think sometimes these words like choose joy and positive vibes can be triggering to some people who have mental issues or, you know, people who are stuck at home in toxic relationships or have toxic family members and are kind of like, well, you know, it's not really that easy for me to choose joy. I don't just wake up happy. There are too many things in my life that kind of prevent me from doing that. And they have this idea that choosing joy and positivity comes from this idea that you are negating every bad thing in your life and you're pretending that life is perfect and you're just kind of not dealing with anything, which is not what it is at all. And I thought um, making a podcast episode about this would be really enlightening for people who are trying to figure out how to really purposefully and truthfully live this way. And I'm someone who I really love this idea of choosing do- choosing joy but I'll say to me choosing joy is not pretending that nothing ever bothers me but it's allowing myself to feel whatever is weighing me down and then choosing for those things not to have control over my life and choosing for those things to not direct my future but to inform it so I wanted to use today's topics to recognize what toxic positivity is and its effects on us and how we can create real and concrete ways to practice positivity. And I'm really hoping that this episode can be very useful and eye-opening to people. So let's get into it. Okay, topic number one. Toxic positivity can invalidate someone's feelings. So something like this sounds a little bit like, I know you're upset, but it's not that serious. When you say this to someone you love or care about, you are shooting them down for being vulnerable with you. And this sends signals to their head that we don't have space for negative feelings. When someone's upset, they don't want to be told that they have no right to be. And sometimes we don't want immediate encouraging words. Sometimes we just want to cry and be held and have our feelings validated. Nothing good comes from putting band-aids on open wounds. Feelings demand to be felt, and if we don't feel them, we walk around showing forced or fake versions of ourselves. So this is a really good one, because I think people who say those things are people who are like, you know, someone has it worse than you. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, you have nothing to worry about. You know, there are starving kids in Africa. And things like that do not help anybody, because it really is just an immediate shutdown to vulnerability, to openness, and to pain. It's really sending signals off in our brain that's like, no, you're not allowed to feel that way because people have it worse than you. And I think in this world that we live in, it almost feels performative when we share like issues of struggle, because it's like we're trying to share that we've had it the hardest or we've struggled the most. And to me, I don't think there's a degree of worst struggle or best struggle or whatever I think every struggle is valid and and everyone needs to deal with their struggles as if they are very big and important struggles because that's the only way we'll really go through them but I think you know we have been taught that 
we're always supposed to be grateful because, you know, the grass is always greener and someone always has it worse than we do. And to a degree, that's true. And I think we should always be grateful. But I think it's dangerous to kind of always mitigate your feelings when something comes up and just kind of excuse it with, well, someone has it worse than me. And I don't think that's true positivity at all. Like, I'll always be positive because people have it worse than me. I don't think that's super strong in order to choose joy and to choose happiness every day by talking about how other people have it worse than you. But that's just my opinion. Um, But I think the reasons why this could be super dangerous is because you could be dealing with um, a very deep depression that you don't really know the extent of it because you've never felt like you could fully explore that with someone or with yourself because people around you or social media around you or whatever it is is telling you, you know, I'm just going to choose joy because I know I'm hurting today, but you know what, like I'm good, like whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I have a roof over my head and I'm happy. And this reminds me of like when you're little and, and you don't want to finish your meal and then your parents say, well, there's starving kids in Africa. And while I'm sure that taught you to be grateful, it also taught you that you're not allowed to complain. You're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to have feelings that might be inexplainable, but it's okay because you could just feel them. You know, it's like this. Sometimes I think the biggest issue with toxic positivity is not leaving space for feelings that are not Instagram worthy or feelings that are not um, worthy enough for conversations with your friends, you know? And I think when you invalidate someone's feelings, there's the danger of them showing forced versions of themselves to you and never feeling that they can really open up to you, let alone worse, themselves. And I think this is uh, the biggest problem with choosing joy, and disregarding any toxic feelings that can go with that. Okay, topic number two. Toxic positivity keeps you from normalizing negative feelings. If we want to pretend to be happy all day, every day, it means when sadness, anxiety, grief, loneliness, and fear come, they never get to fully pass through our body. They don't go away. They fester and they breed other things into our life like insecurity and trust issues. I have a girl that I've been mentoring for about a year now um, and we have sessions once a month and she opened up to me recently about how she wants to start validating her sad days and not shutting herself down when it comes to being with her friends And I thought that was beautiful because I think it's important for you to get on with your life while you're sad instead of thinking everything has to stop because you're not presentation ready. Um, She was telling me how, you know, whenever she schedules things to hang out with her friends, if her depression kicks in or she's having a, a sad day, usually it'll be like, okay, well, I have to turn everything off. Like, I don't want my friends to see me like this. And so that means I'm going to take the day off and I'm going to, you know, maybe journal or just like watch movies. Um, And I think that's really healthy for sure. Um, But she's gotten into a point where she's like, then I never see my friends. Then I never really do anything else because I kind of give it over to the feeling that I'm having. Um, but But it wasn't really about her saying, you know, I'm not allowed to be sad. It was like, I don't want to shut my sadness off from people that I love. And I thought that was so wise of her because I think it's important for your friends to see your struggle. It's important for your friends to know what you're like all the time because it encourages people to be open with each other. Um, 
So I took that advice as well for myself because in my relationships with my friends, I'm usually the advice giver and the listener. And I feel like um, if I'm at a bad place with myself, I shut my friends out. Um, And sometimes I think it's good because I do believe you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. But I think also it's because I have a fear of my friends seeing me crumble or them seeing the work it actually takes for me to appear this way to them. And that's something we need to normalize, asking for help. You know, if we're afraid to allow ourselves to hurt and cry and to show people that we're full of heartbreak and scars and insecurities and misunderstandings, that will unintentionally make people afraid to do the same with us. So we walk around in a world where it's not favorable to be sad. And again, we only end up showing people fake whole versions of ourselves. I think when we normalize sad days, it opens up a life where where sad isn't bad. Sad is sad, but it's not it's not right or wrong. It's just sad. And we can be sad in front of our friends and we can be vulnerable with them and say, you know what, I'm actually not really having a good day, but can we go to dinner? Like I'm I might not be my myself, but I would love to spend time with you anyway. Or I'd love to talk to you about what's going through my mind. Is that okay? Um, you know, and you ask their permission if you can have that conversation with them because some friends might be like, actually, I'm going through my own thing and I don't really have uh, the energy to be there for you and I'm so sorry and I love you, but I actually can't take that weight on today. And that's completely understandable and both parties should should affirm each other in whatever they need. If you have a friend who's like, you can't be there for me, fuck you. You know, we don't want that. Um, <laughs> but I think it, I think that is what it means to normalize negative feelings, to... When you have a bad day, if you can, go on anyway. If you have a bad day and you feel like you can just go hang out with your friend anyway and you don't feel like your only reasoning behind not doing that is to shut yourself out, then you should do it. Because we don't want our friends to think that our lives are perfect, that we're happy all the time, that we don't cry. Because then they'll think that that's the way everybody is. I mean, one of the beauty, 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 (laughs) one of the beautiful things about social media is that when people are open and vulnerable, It helps other people to see that because it's like, wow, I didn't know anyone had those thoughts or those feelings. I didn't know anyone got that sad. Like I got sad or got sad about something silly like that and let it affect their whole day. And that's why it's so important to be open to people about that. So we can create a world in which we validate each other's feelings and we don't tell each other you're fine because other people have it worse than you because that contributes to toxic positivity. So let's normalize negative feelings because once we do that, we are a step closer to practicing real and true positivity. Okay, and our final topic, topic number three, ways to practice real positivity in our lives. Now, I'm a firm believer that you can't have genuine positivity in your life without practicing gratitude. So I'll take a quote out of my favorite book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. If you haven't read it, please read it. I literally am only doing this work because this book changed my life in the summer of 2015. Um, And the quote is, truly being in a state of gratitude is about having an awareness of and a deep appreciation for the many miracles in your life. Everyone has a time in their life that felt the darkest it's ever been, and they've lived to tell the tale. Those are the stories to be grateful for. And your positivity can come from the times that you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. That is something that puts a genuine smile on your face. Because you remember how you felt during the dark times, 
and you're more grateful because of it. My gratitude stems from, remember when you were so freaking sad and you were in the darkest, darkity time of your life and you really thought that you couldn't see a way out of that? Like I remember being the saddest I've ever felt and in that moment feeling like I would never really, really be happy again or the sadness was so achingly painful that I never really thought I could find joy, you know? And then I'm like, look at God. Look at me now finding joy and I'm happy and, I, and I'm, I'm not sad. That is a miracle. And I think about the way I felt then and the way I feel now, and that makes me grateful. And it has nothing to do with saying, well, I have it better than other people, so I'm good. It has nothing to do with comparing my sad days to someone else's happy days or someone's sad days. It has everything to do with the miracle in my life of being at my worst to being at my best. And that's something that makes me truly, truly positive (laughs) and grateful. Um... And I think that's something that you could talk to yourself about and journal about. Like, remember that time where I really couldn't find the light at the end of the tunnel? And now I can. And I'm so grateful every day that 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 was my miracle. Um, And, you know, journaling. I, I will always say I've been journaling since 2015 as well. And just writing out your stream of consciousness and validating yourself. You know, allowing yourself to see these words and write them out and not judge them. Just write them, look at them, inhale them, breathe them, and then be done with them um, is the way I've always thought about journaling. And it has always been, ask anyone who knows me, it's it's intentional work for me. Um, and I've, I've really been able to get through a lot of my life with it. Um, and of course, the best one, therapy. You guys... You can hire a trained conversationalist and listener. Don't be afraid of asking for professional help. My favorite thing about therapy is that I didn't know the person. (laughs) And I could strip my thoughts down to the deepest and darkest areas and just release and go from there. If you're worried about being able to afford it, there are plenty of affordable avenues and places that take health insurance. I use BetterHelp and had sessions on the phone while I was on tour, which sounds like it's not as intimate as you think it is, but I was surprised by how I felt like I was getting what I needed out of it. I was putting in work and I was getting out results. Even though that person wasn't face-to-face with me, I still felt like I had a really good intimate experience. Um, But I can't tell you how much those conversations saved me from my darkest hours. So don't let fear of judgment keep you from getting the help you need. I think, you know, part of it is not wanting to say out loud that we're sad you know not wanting to say out loud that we have negative feelings or maybe that we have a little bit of self self self-loathing that we need to work on or we have insecurity issues and jealousy issues and um depression like sometimes it really is that that's keeping us from being like look i have a problem i'm not happy i'm not happy and i'm taking in all the consideration of why i'm not happy so i need some professional help because i can't put this work on my family. I can't put this work on my friends. I can't put this work on my partner. So I'm going to seek professional help because I deserve peace from these thoughts that are trying to tell me I am not as amazing as I know I am. Um, So if you're worried about therapy, here's your sign. Go to therapy. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And it just allows you to be more in tune with what you think. And I think therapy definitely um, opened up my stream of consciousness 
consciousness with myself and allowed me to have conversations with myself that I never thought I would have. And I got to unlock another realm of feelings that I've never felt the space to have. So I think there's just so much work that gets to be done in those rooms with that person. And like I said before, you don't know them. And so there's no judgment. There's no like, oh, well, if I tell her how I really feel about so-and-so, you know, there's really nothing there and, and everything is validated. Every time you have a feeling that in your mind feels so silly and so ridiculous, it's validated. And then you can work through the process of why do I feel this way? How did I get this way? And you can unravel that. And you can, it can prevent you from making the same toxic decisions or having the same um, self-indulgent thoughts that keep you from your purpose. I mean, I think there's just way more good that can come out of it from bad. And once you get out of your own way of the fear of asking for help, it'll just open so many doors for you. So that's my last thing on that. Um. <laughs> but, you know, I just, if you take anything away from this episode, I want it to be that you allowed yourself to feel feelings so that you can properly let them go and normalize being sad in front of friends and normalize asking for help. True positivity is feeling feelings first. It's feeling the feeling, having the feeling, and not let it have control over you. That's what it means to be truly positive. So when you go into 2021, you can say, these are all the things that are confusing me. These are all the things that make me feel bad about myself. These are all the things that hurt me. How can I get rid of these things? At first, you can have you can make peace with those things. Talk to those things. Don't negate them. Don't pretend like they're not there. And then through those things, you can find true joy and true, true positivity and true peace. So that's all I'll say about that. I really, really hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's the last one of 2020. Um, please like, share, subscribe, share. Let me know. Send me a message if you listen to it. Uh, what was helpful to you? Uh, thank you so much for giving me your time and for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Bye.